From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Hey, hey, good morning. Welcome to uh, Game Time, your first word in sports. It is a Friday morning, TGIF to you and yours from we and ours. And you know what today is? Game day. It is game day. And we're glad to glad to be with you this morning. Uh, Ward White, how are we? Outstanding. Ryan, good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Absolutely. Uh, let's begin this morning. And uh, really, you know, this is a sports talk show. We talk about sports. And, and I know we take it serious. And, 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 you know, but at the end of the day, it is sports. And it's it's meant to be fun and, and have a good time doing it. And we hope that you do have a good time uh, with with what we do here, broadcasting the games and and broadcasting these talk shows and chit-chatting about this and, you know, de- debating on whether or not the the Pac-12 is going to fall, all that stuff. But, you know, when when something happens, at the end of the day, this is just a sports talk show. And, we, uh, and we're going to talk sports today, but, man, we do it with, with a heavy heart. Uh, we... Uh, we look at our friends in McGregor, and we send we send you our condolences. We we send you our heartfelt prayers. That's just uh, it's just devastating for that community, and I, they they just have to do what they can do to get through it, to get by, to to lean on each other and lean on all of us in in this in this community. This you know because we're th- this county's one community. We're, we're a community. I mean, we know. I, look, I got family that lives in McGregor. I've, uh, you know, we have friends that, li- you know, it's, heck, I used to live at McGregor. Uh, and we send our, we send our condolences and, and we want McGregor to know that we're thinking about him this morning and have been. And, you know, the, guys, there's no, there's no, you're not going to have, if you want to know answers, I don't think you're going to get that. Uh that's just, you know, first thing you say is why. Why did this happen? And it's senseless. I mean, I, there's, I don't think there is a why, Ward. I mean, I just don't. No, there's not. There's absolutely not. I mean, you just you just do what you can do and, and, and move forward. And I guess that's, you know, that's what we will do. We'll continue to to play the games and we'll continue to live lives and and uh and we'll move forward but we do it again with uh with a heavy heart as we look towards our friends in mcgregor and, and uh, say we're sorry for uh for your loss and that's about all we can do is wrap our arms around that community and let them know that we're thinking about them because it is a devastating thing uh that we uh that we look at and talk about this morning and, and you know we uh, it makes you it reminds you every again and we you know every time there's something that happens it reminds you just how precious life is and uh, we wrap our arms figuratively around the <clears throat> excuse me around the uh, the community of McGregor and 
would say that uh, we're sorry for this uh, for this tragedy that uh, that's occurred in your community. All right, uh, seven oh three. It's uh, three minutes after seven o'clock. I got to be honest. Uh, I did not watch any of the Cincinnati Miami game. Did you see when Tua got hit? Did you see the play? Yeah. Apparently, it was not pretty. No. Uh, and he is now in concussion protocol. So, obviously, he won't play until he's 100%. But, man, oh, man, uh, you know, now the question comes up, and should he have played last night after last Sunday where he got up and staggered around? And look, he passed. He passed the test, right? I mean, he, he they checked him out, and he got medical Supp- clearance. Supposedly, yeah. Well, that's the you know you, you well, that's, got that's the moniker they're going with. I mean, and so you have to you have to go with it. I don't know how he passed. If he did, I have no idea because he he was not. Just go back and watch how he got up and how he moved around. He was not, he was not okay. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's no denying that. I mean, he's, yeah, he was wobbling about fell down. Yeah. Uh, he was loopy. That's, there's no doubt about it. But it's not just the team. It's, it's the league that, that okayed and cleared him. Right. And I don't, I don't know how. I don't know how he passed it. Good for him. But I don't know how he did because there was no doubt that he was he was knocked loopy. I mean, he was down for ten minutes on the field last night. It was yeah, well, not last but night. We're I'm talking about, about last Sunday, Sunday. Oh, well, yeah. when he went when he went down uh-huh. yeah. the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, look, that good. I'm glad he passed, and I'm glad he was okay. But I again, I don't know how he did because there was no doubt that he was in a different zip code there for a minute. Yeah, certainly looked like it. Yeah, there's no doubt. But he went through and passed and played last night and then again hits his head on the turf last night. Right. I mean, he came back in the game Sunday. He passed yeah. on the mm-hmm. sidelines somehow. Yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, I know. I, I mean. I, I don't know how. And, and played well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then last night, uh, obviously, uh, hitting his head again and he went ended up at the hospital going mm-hmm. through a bunch of neurological tests. And uh, Coach McDaniel this morning, uh, last night rather, saying that he is in obviously in, in uh, concussion protocol. And they lose the game, and Cincinnati wins the game, and there you go. Now, did you watch any of the college games? Did not. BYU a winner last night. It was closer than what most thought mm-hmm. because the odds makers had, had BYU a big favorite because Utah State's starting quarterback wasn't available. And they hung in there, and it was it was pretty competitive. BYU wins thirty eight twenty six, and then of course there was South Carolina and South Carolina State. I think they moved that game because of the, the hurricane. hurricane situation. And fifty to ten, Gamecocks win there. Uh, coming up Sunday, it is the Cowboys at Washington, and there's been a lot of debate. Now we all agree that that you know Dak Prescott's not going to play this week. There's been conversation. Could he possibly play the following week, or would it be the 16th? Ian Rappaport, the NFL insider, talked about Cowboy quarterback Dak Prescott. 
He is getting closer, and he had his stitches out earlier in the week. Monday, I believe, was the day, uh, which is good because really this is in several phases as Dak Prescott tries to recover from the broken thumb that he had uh, early on in this season. There's a the phase where uh, you really just want the wound to heal. That's about a week. You want swelling to go down. That's another week. Then you get the stitches out. That's probably where we are. I mean, that's obviously where we are right now. Then it's usually two or three more weeks before a player can play if all goes perfectly well. It is all going really well. So he's unlikely to play this week. From my understanding, he has an outside-slash-slim chance to play against the Rams. I know that's when he would like to play, but probably a slim chance, but seems to have a good chance to play October 16th against the Eagles. That's probably the most realistic time when we could see Dak. Does that make sense to you? 16th? Yeah, I, I I guess. I mean, I, I, again, I don't think we know the extent completely of, of what happened with his thumb. If they got in there and it wasn't as bad as they initially thought it, which that can happen. There's no doubt. But if he, if he waits to the 16th, what, how many games is that? Five? Yep. Yeah, that would be So why did they come out? And make you make you want to believe that hey, this thing was it wasn't that big a deal, and it you know we're not even going to put him on IR. It, well, five it, weeks is a big deal. It it is, and they didn't want everybody running around with the skies falling. <laughs> and you know, if Cooper Rush was zero and two instead of two and zero, or even one one right now, maybe it wouldn't be five weeks. Yeah, but we don't know. Well, that's a great point, and, and you never will, because yeah, not now. Look, un- unless this thing goes into the ditch, he's going to be three and zero this year. They should beat the Washington Redskins. They are a better football team. Let's just say that they are a better football team than the Wash. I'm sorry, Washington Commanders. That's still hard. I'm sorry. They're better than Washington, and they're at home. Mm-hmm. Put those two together. They should win this football game. Doesn't mean they're going to. I mean, it is it is sports. They all start zero zero. Right, it's an NFL game. Anything sure. can happen. So, but yeah, there, there's no doubt that they they are more talented than the Commanders. Right, and it's a big matchup in the trenches. Washington's given up the most sacks to Carson Wentz at 15, and the Cowboys have the most team sacks at 13. So that'll be that'll be the huge difference in this game. Yeah, it'll sure. be a tee off session. Yeah. Well, I mean. Carson Wentz. Maybe <laughs> You're all not you a Carson say. Wentz fan, are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shouldn't you, shouldn't you wish good things for Carson Wentz to keep him in the league so when the Cowboys play him twice a year? <laughs> I mean, come on. He keeps finding the job somehow. He does, doesn't he? It's, it's He's kind of like one of those kickers. Those kickers, man, they bounce around. You know, they play on eight or nine different teams before they're finally, mm-hmm. you know, done. Uh, all right, so that'll be a noon game Sunday, 11 o'clock for the pregame right here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, and, and again, another tragedy in, in uh, concerning the Cowboys. Former Cowboy tight end Gavin Escobar passed away yesterday at the age of 31. Apparently died in a rock climbing accident in California. Uh, leaves behind a wife and two kids. What a shame. Uh, 7-11, 11 minutes after 7 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up next, we talk with Abbott head coach Terry Crawford right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Recently on the John Moore Show. Stoke Field headed into the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame. Get asked why it was the best team you played on. They, they, everybody thinks it was the 80 season because we won the Southwest Conference or the 79 because we won the Peach Bowl and beat a good Clemson team that would win the national championship a year or two later. But it really, you got to go back to the 78 team, which in my opinion was better talented than the 79 and 80. Tune into the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, sports fans, Old Chicago Pizza and Taproom is the best place in Waco to watch all the sports action. Old Chicago offers a world of discovery with our scratch-made pizzas and tossed wings and our 110 local and legendary craft beers from down the street and around the world. Stop in to enjoy your game day and catch your favorite team and game on our TVs. Whether dine-in, curbside, or delivery, get game day ready at your neighborhood Old Chicago. Old Chicago, where pizza and beer are best friends. Visit Old Chicago Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season, and Bird Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, for 45 years in a row. Lock in your best price and rate right now by custom ordering your new F-150 today. Simple, easy, trusted. Experience better at BK Ford. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you are one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you are looking for a bank where you are more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all of the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat. Know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fields, call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fields on Facebook. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one easy-go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of easy-go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. 
replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Seven sixteen. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, we're having some troubles hooking up with uh, Terry Crawford. They did win last night over Borden County, forty six nothing. So, uh, congratulations to the number one ranked one A team in the state, the Abbott Panthers. They continue to roll, and uh, hopefully, we'll be able to catch up with him. But uh, if not, we'll get to him soon. Uh, from our CNC Collision Center text line from the 903, and this this brings up an interesting question, Ward. The hit last night on Tua makes me think NFL teams haven't learned their lesson on quarterbacks. Miami, look for how long for a franchise quarterback? Is the pressure to win right now so great that you rush a young QB back from a head injury or a hand injury? Dallas could be guilty, too just to win an extra game or two? It's an interesting question. And, and the answer is, yeah. They do. Because a game or two clearly could mean the difference between making the playoffs, not making the playoffs, hosting a playoff game, not hosting a playoff game. It's, it's that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine, because this is, this is beyond – the Miami Dolphins, isn't it that you know when it when it comes to safety protocols, isn't this isn't this a league issue? I mean, if he was hurt, can I mean can the Miami Dolphins can they can they go around the the league rules, or is the league involved in determining whether or not he can play or not play? Who was involved? Wasn't there a doctor? medical professionals that cleared him on Sunday? Was it their medical professionals that said, hey, he's good to go Thursday night? It's not a coach. I, I would I would think, yeah. But are they, you know, do they, and I don't know the answer to this. I'm sure they do, but do they have to go through NFL or do they have to go through team-appointed doctors and physicians? I, I don't know the protocols. I don't know the answer. I don't either. I don't know the protocols. But I would imagine I, I cannot believe with is with this being such a such a critical issue, and it is it's a big time issue, and it has been for the last couple of years. I can't imagine that the league leaves it up to the team to make those determinations. I, I just can't. Well, I mean, maybe they do, but I just, I, it just I can't imagine that the league has somebody appointed to every team. Well, I, I, I don't know that answer, but you know, 
I, I don't either. I have no idea. If they do, good for them. But I, I would I, – I just don't know. I would think that that would be difficult to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to do a little research on that. But it it, uh, it it's and again that there was last night. It was more than just head injury. There were there was neck and back and and you know and again when you when you're dealing with head neck back you're going to take your time and you're going to make sure before and that's I think that's part of the reason why he was down for ten minutes is they weren't going to make that move until they know that it was safe to get him on that stretcher and get him to the hospital. I mean, they, they were, you know, you, you, you don't, you don't do that. You, you err on the side of caution. Uh, and, and that's exactly what they did last night. I mean, I mean, player safety ward is that's, that's just that's number one. It, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. So, uh, and, and again, so for him to be on the football field last night playing, uh, you know, I, it's hard for me to understand that he was not physically fit to play in the game last night. Maybe he wasn't. You know, maybe Sunday caused problems, but how did in the world did he get on the football field when player safety is a issue across the league, not just in a particular franchise, but across the league. So how did he get on the field if he wasn't physically fit to play the football game? I, I don't know. Could it be? And I don't know that he wasn't. Right. And, and, and that's a great point. Maybe he was, and this was a second situation that they needed to check out. Well, and a lot of times when you get a concussion, there's there's people out there that the second one comes easier, the third one comes easier. Aikman was like that, wasn't he? The fourth one comes easier, the fifth one becomes easier, and and you know, it just that just some people are are suspect to that and you know, maybe maybe he's one of those guys. Yes, Troy Aikman was. And that's what pushed Troy Aikman out of the game mm-hmm. a little bit early um, because of having so many concussions. He decided, hey, enough's enough. Right. And, you know, I've, I've had friends that, that had, you know, concussions and kept getting them and said, hey, that, that's it. I'm done. So um, s- some people are have that just – I don't know if it's a gene or DNA or whatever it is, you know, and some people play for years and, and never get a concussion. So, I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's, it's just different types. And so maybe two is one of those that, you know, you got one and we don't know how many he had before last week. If he did or did not have one last week, we don't know how many he's had in his career. That is a great point, And he may not know. I mean, how many times have you heard the the term? Hey, he got his bell rang. Yeah, you know. I mean that I, that I've used been there. that that used to be the uh, that used that used to be the, the the slogan, didn't it? Well, I mean, you know, back in the day, you know, you get your bell rung, you get smelling salt, and you get your rear end back in there. Yeah, what are you doing over here, right? Uh, you, which was not safe, but that's we didn't know any better, and that's the way we played the game. 
and now, and again, you've said it a million times, this, this is a violent sport. It is. It's a very violent sport. And you, it's, mean to be, it's meant to be played that way. Now, and I will say this, and, and I have some knowledge in this area, the equipment that is used today is far superior, far superior than it, than it, than it was. I mean, you well, have, it's, it's you, better than it was 10 years ago. It's better than it was five years there's ago. There's no question. I it, mean, you know, the testing, it's certainly better than it was 40 years ago. Oh, yeah. The testing that goes on now with football helmets, whether it be a shut football helmet or a Riddell football helmet or uh, a Zenith football helmet, whatever the case may be, these, these helmets go through unbelievable test and then they get a ranking there's a ranking for each helmet because each each company sells i don't know four or five different different levels of headgear you know based off of you know what what you're doing uh and and they're tested i mean they are absolutely tested and then they're then they're ranked you know, uh, it's from, uh, I think it's one to five. My memory serves me correctly. But the, each headgear, each brand and style within that brand, they're ranked. And they have to be certified every year. Yes. Uh, and, you know, and then they're, they're, they're refurbished, you know, with, with, new, with new gear inside the headgear uh, consistently. And, and they have to. They have to pass the test, but I don't know that it will ever prevent it. It, it certainly oh, I helps. Don't think, I don't think it will. I mean, I think, again, there's some people that are more suspect of getting concussions than others. And I don't think that the, I mean, the equipment may help, but it's not going to, it's not going to prevent it. And, and we have this conversation just about every year. And. You know, it's it's as you said, this is this is this is part of it. I mean, and when you watch when you watch the the play, it's you know, it's man, it's it's scary. It it really is. But uh you know every every Friday night, every Saturday, every Saturday morning, you know, here we go. So uh it's we'll we'll have to monitor w- what his situation is and and we uh, we wish him the very best, but uh, that was a that was a tough situation for Tua last night. Uh, Seven twenty six. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We'll talk about the uh, the Bears and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. They're coming up tomorrow. Man, I cannot wait. It's going to be a great football game. Uh, and we'll do that coming up in a couple of minutes. Right now, let's get the latest on the Dallas Cowboys. It's time for the Cowboy Report, brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC. Cadillac, and you can check them out at richardcar.com. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Cooper Rush, who's starting in place of Dak Prescott again this week, has a chance to do something no other quarterback in team history has ever accomplished. We'll tell you what it is right after this. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services. 
without the labels. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Dak Prescott continues to make great progress as he rehabs his thumb injury, and Dak hopes to return in time for week five. But this Sunday, it's Cooper Rush starting again at quarterback. If Rush beats Washington on Sunday, he'd be the first quarterback in Dallas Cowboys history to win his first four career starts. What does Rush think about his chance to put his name in the record book? Yeah, it means I'm just in a good situation. We got great defense. We run the rock. I mean, the defense... I think every game I've played, they've let up under 20 points. So, I mean, they make QB, playing QB a lot easier and, you know, rely on those guys on offense to run the ball, protection. That's what I think about. The 2-1 Cowboys host the 1-2 Washington Commanders with kickoff at AT&T Stadium on Sunday at noon central. That's today's Cowboys report. I'm Christy Scales. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. What's up, guys? This is Tori down at Harley-Davidson of Waco. With gas prices booming, you deserve to get your knees in the breeze and save some cash. With record-breaking numbers the past few months to make waves, we need your help to keep up this momentum. Whether it's purchasing your very first Harley-Davidson motorcycle or getting rid of your third old bike in the garage, we would love to have your business. Be cautious of the heat outside, but take advantage of the heat inside with these smoking hot deals, y'all. Trade it in, take it home, or turn it over. This is only the beginning at Harley-Davidson of Waco, or you'll never ride alone. Baylor Football on ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss out on the Fiesta Mexalicious specials going on now at La Fiesta in Waco. From Fiesta fried ribs tossed in honey chipotle barbecue sauce drizzled with chipotle mayo to the all-new Lotes Esquites jalapeno roasted corn. Plus our other new Berea menu. Exquisite savory dishes full of culture and tradition like the all-new Berea enchiladas. And don't forget about their all-new fried ice cream topped with chocolate caramel sauce. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located on Franklin Avenue in Waco. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one easy-go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of easy-go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The high school football season enters week six with Midway hosting Harker Heights. Waco High is on the road to Colleen Ellison. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. And Temple is at home against Weiss. You can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Future Big 12 member Brigham Young beat Utah State last night 38-26. Baylor is at home tomorrow against Oklahoma State, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. 
The Bengals beat the Dolphins 27-15 to start week four of the NFL season. The Blue Jays are the latest team to earn a spot in baseball's postseason. The Rangers, meanwhile, lost to Seattle in extra innings 10-9 and start a weekend series against the Angels tonight. You can hear that game on Cool 101.3. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. All right, 731, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, glad to have you with us. Mary Harden Baylor with a day game, right, Ward, Saturday? Yeah, how about that? There you go. That'll be fun. What time? 2 o'clock kickoff, 1.30 pregame on Fox Sports Central Texas. And they're playing the fighting? Kangaroos the of o- Austin College. Yo, AC Kangaroo-roo-roos. Thank yeah. goodness we're in... Mary Harden Baylor it, country? In, in, in Belton and not in Sherman, Texas, <laughs> where I don't have to smell the lard factory. <laughs> you know, when I did uh, when I did Tarleton football once upon a time, that was the strangest stadium because it only had seating on one side. Mm-hmm. Is it still that way? No, no. They they've, got that. They've expanded that. The the. The press box has been updated a little bit. It's in the same location. Right along uh, the highway. Yeah. and Right along I-35. There's, there's not many visitor stands. Uh, it, even when I was uh, there back at Tarleton, they had, they had moved in some, I don't know what you, temporary stands for the visitors. Really? On the visitor side, yeah. So... Hey, but be, you still dressed in the aquatics room. <laughs> <laughs> Stop and think about that. Now, for just a second. Stop and think about walking into a football stadium. And nobody thought to say, hey, look, this is going to be a weird deal. This is a strange. And you, and you walk in, you go up to the press box, you start setting up the equipment, you look out over the field and, huh? What'd they do with the bleachers? <laughs> there yeah, are they're, none. Yeah. <laughs> There, there's some now. They're they're not as big as the home side, but there's they they have tournament stands on the far side now. Now this should be, and here we go again. This should be a game that Mary Harden Baylor takes care of. Yeah, you'd think. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to to watch this thing unfold. Um, you know, you always talk about don't let a team beat you twice. Well, you can, you can't get too high or too low. Either one coming mm-hmm. off a a big game. Uh, in Abilene last week, and make no mistake about it, that was the the big game yeah. for for both teams. And so you come away with a somewhat surprising. I know it's not surprising to UMHB, but I mean to a lot of people, and including Us. a lot of people at the D three polls, that you know they thought this was going to be a, a a dog fight. Even even you know a person at Dave Campbell's picked Harden Simmons to win that game. And hmm. so, um, you know, you, you run away with one and, and get a 50 to 20 win in a, in a rivalry game and a, an important game in the conference. And look, you may not hear it out of, out of UMHB, but that was for the conference championship. Well, everybody knows that. Make no mistake about it. And so now you've got to stay focused and take care of your business through the rest of this until you get you know, to the playoffs and see if you can secure home field for the playoffs. And that's, that's going to be, that could be tricky, but it, 
it it is still well within grasp for the Crusaders, and that's that's what your goal is now. Let's see if we can get home field advantage through the playoffs. Because that makes a difference. Yeah, and that's why I was like, schedule makers, make that the last game of the, of the conference season. But could yeah. you imagine how how – how much energy would have been in that stadium? No, I don't think you could have got more energy in that stadium, Tom. The, well, maybe I, I I know what you're saying. I I get it. With, I get it. With all teams, the marbles yeah, on the line, well, two undefeated and it's the last, teams. It's, it's the last, last game. game. Yep. Yeah, I mean that was a great atmosphere Saturday, though. I mean, hats off to Harden Simmons fans. Hats off to UMHB fans making the trip. That was that was college football on a Saturday evening. It in in West Texas. It. It just doesn't get any better than, than the atmosphere we had on Saturday night. But, yeah, you're right. If that is if that is the last game of the season and Ooh. for all the marbles. Two undefeateds. Yeah, it, it, it may – you may have to move it to a larger stadium. I mean, you know, I would just – I would just think, come on, come on, make that the last game of the year with, the, you know, the nah, two, they, two elite teams in the I conference. I don't think that's ever going to be the case. So, anyway. All right, 736. Coming up tomorrow – 2.30 kick, 10.30 for the for game day live. We're going to have the Bears and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. This is a huge, huge football game, and I can't wait. I mean, I, you know, we've, we've, is, it, is it Baylor's pace? Is it, is it played at Oklahoma State's pace? Is it about defenses where the Bears are giving up just 17 points a game and the Cowboys are giving up 21 or 22 points a game, you know? Uh, how do the Cowboys attack this thing? How do they how do they go about facing Baylor's front, uh, Baylor's defensive front? Mike Mike Gundy, the uh, head coach of the Oklahoma State Cowboys, when he met with the media, uh, he was asked about uh, about uh, Siaka Ika, and uh, and this is what he said about Apu. Well, he's an issue. You're talking about 62. He's a problem. Uh, he should be playing on Sundays right now. Uh, so. We definitely have to know where he's at on the field because whenever he comes off the ball and goes straight that direction, whoever's in front of him is going that direction. Uh, so we have to be smart in how we handle him. But he's a good player. How do you handle him, Ward? you double-team him every time? Do you give help? Uh, I, You know, I, I think you do some things to try to neutralize him, but I don't know that you handle anybody like that. Uh, you've got to come up with a game plan that's going to put – him out of your way uh and you know you're you're going to have to double team him some but again just like you talked about you know what's helped cooper rush a lot is you get the ball out of your hand quick mm-hmm. and you do you do fast routes uh you, you hit the bubble screens the tunnel screens and you do uh, some post routes and some slant routes and then you take your shots when you can but you're going to have to get the ball out of your hands and and get it into your playmaker's hands a little bit quicker because you cannot stop him. You can neutralize him for a little while, but players like that find a way. And and I was thinking in the running game, do you run the stretch plays? Do you run away, you know, run to the outside, either left, you know, because he's in the middle of the field. So do you do you do you do you limit how many opportunities you run between the tackles and, and maybe run the edge play? I don't know. Uh, you know, for me, I always like the idea of, you know, use a scoop block or, or a chip block and, and help out and run right at them, you know, because sometimes guys like that or, or, you know, teams that are had the team speed that Baylor has, you're not going to run around them or, ru- or run away from them. So you run right at them and hope they, they you know, try to try to figure something out and go the wrong, you know, take that wrong first step and 
your you know your biome. And so if you can get that done, that that's a possibility. I was just thinking about uh, last week when he, on consecutive plays he he literally pushes the offensive line into the into the lap of the quarterback. Yeah. Or no, I'm sorry, that was a couple of weeks ago against Texas State when he pushes the uh, the, the offensive line into the lap of the uh, quarterback and bats down a couple of, of footballs. So it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Gundy was asked, "How how do you handle him?" Uh, block him. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to. I, you know, I told him a Sunday ago. Look, we all know that they have a good team. Let's start with that. They have a good team. They're well coached. Uh, they play hard, and they have a good team. Uh, but when you're dealing with a guy like that, you have to treat him like everybody else. You just have to have some concepts with your coaches to give to the players to help them at times. You don't want to single him up a lot. You want some help on him. And really, that's what we told him. I mean, we'll give you guys help sometimes, but sometimes you're going to have to hold your own. And he's going to make some plays. You're not going to stop him from making plays. But we need to make our share of plays against him. Makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. He's going to make plays. You're going to have to double him some. Then sometimes you're just going to have to stand in there and fight. You you can't (laughs) dedicate, we're going to put two on this guy, because they'll find a way. Well, they'll find a way to scheme around that. Yeah. So you, you've got to run your offense and, and hope that, you know, you make more plays than he does. And, again, you, you scheme your offense to, to get rid of the ball fast. And, you know, if if it is you want to run the jet sweep or you want to do some things to, to try to get outside, then you do that. Or, or, again, I think you take a couple of shots and run right at him. It'll be interesting to see what you know what the chess match is. But I mean, look at look at Baylor overall on the defensive line. You're talking about one guy. Mm-hmm. They've got a handful of guys that can yeah, make plays do. like that. Yeah, they so do. I mean, pick your poison. That is, you know, again we t- we've talked about it at, at length. You know, strength of this football team is up front on both sides of the football. And look, there is a ton of depth along the front for Baylor's defense. I mean, you can move Jackson players, not even a starter, and you can play him at at a couple of different places and feel really, really good about what you're doing defensively in in your package. And they're able to get guys in and out of the game and get them breathers within the drive. And, and yeah, they've, they've got players that can play along the defensive front in a lot of depth there. And, it, that that will be a chess match within the chess match because we talk about Baylor's offensive line. Oklahoma State has a terrific offensive line as well. So that will be a terrific chess match as we watch that thing unfold. So uh, it'll be fun. 742, this is game time. We're going to continue talking about the Bears matchup. We got Ricky Thompson coming up next, and we'll do that right here on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor Coaches Show. This Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Join us on Wednesday here on ESPN Central Texas and hear from new head baseball coach Mitch Thompson and equestrian head coach Casey Maxwell. Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show Wednesdays at 7 this fall here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. We're fighting hard at Pickup Outfitters in our battle to end truck nudity. But it's not just about putting an outfit on a naked truck. It's about making sure you have the very best customer service. So we offer the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. Over time, sometimes your outfit needs a little tune-up, maybe some tightening, adjusting, whatever. If you outfitted your truck at Pickup Outfitters, that tune-up is absolutely no charge for the remainder of the time you own that truck. We also offer free warranty assistance. If for any reason you need to use your warranty, you just bring it back to us and we take care of it. It just makes sense. I mean, operating without a promise like that would be like offering customer service in the nude. And if you've seen our staff, trust me, you don't want that. So do your part to end truck nudity by outfitting your truck, Jeep, SUV, or van at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we promise to serve you fully clothed. Check out our website, createacommotion.com. Baylor football, Cowboy football, Waco football, Central Texas football, ESPN, Central Texas. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service Service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Kristen Clements, a realtor with Camille Johnson Real Estate, has been working in the real estate profession since 2013. Kristen specializes in the greater Waco and surrounding areas. Born and raised in Waco, Kristen is a graduate of Baylor University, and she and her husband and three children currently reside in China Spring. If you're looking to relocate and need a hardworking agent to work on your behalf, call Kristen Clements today, 717-3020, or check her out at CamilleJohnson.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. 
The high school football season enters week six with Midway hosting Harker Heights. Waco High is on the road to Colleen Ellison. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. And Temple is at home against Weiss. You can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Future Big 12 member Brigham Young beat Utah State last night 38-26. Baylor is at home tomorrow against Oklahoma State, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Bengals beat the Dolphins 27-15 to start week four of the NFL season. The Blue Jays are the latest team to earn a spot in baseball's postseason. The Rangers, meanwhile, lost to Seattle in extra innings 10-9 and start a weekend series against the Angels tonight. You can hear that game on Cool 101.3. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk football with Ricky Thompson, presented by Alliance Bank. All right, let's talk some Baylor and Oklahoma State football coming up tomorrow at 2.30 right here on ESPN Central Texas. From the uh, broadcast team, we welcome in Ricky Thompson. Ricky, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. Doing good. All right, we we were talking about this because it was part of the uh, Mike Gundy press conference. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you uh, I'm gonna put you in the uh, in in the coach's office on on Sunday and, and you're you're putting together the game plan. H- how do you block Ika in the middle? Uh, you don't. <laughs> uh, he it it appears that he's playing fullback most of the day instead of nose guard because that's where he ends up after the play. The good thing about that is. These offensive football teams have to account for that, and there's a couple of ways to do it. They can either let the center take him on on his own, and that's generally going to end up with him in the backfield, or they have to double-team him. And even if they get the block on him with the double-team, then you freed up somebody on that defensive front to go get the quarterback, to make the tackle on the running play. It just... He's a force, and I just don't think there's a whole lot you can do about it. This guy's 6'5", 350 pounds, uh, in much better shape than he was last year. And, guys, he was pretty darn good last year. And he's just, I mean, he's the perfect nose guard in in my view. Uh, This guy's going to be a high draft pick, and I think you just have to develop your offensive game plan around him and not at him. Ricky, when you look at what Oklahoma State likes to do in moving fast, how important is it for the linebackers to be able to read-react in, in this ball game and, and stop some of those quick inside screens, tunnel screens, and things like that they're going to try to get the ball out quick with? Well, I think it's really important. I think that Oklahoma State maybe doesn't have quite the running game that they've had in the past several years. But uh, speaking of Mike Gundy, I they're good every year. I don't think we've seen a year when Oklahoma State has not been good, and that's impressive. Just throughout the last 10, 15 years, they've been good every year, and that's an impressive thought. But Spencer Sanders is a threat. He's a threat to throw. He's a threat to run, and that puts a ton of pressure on linebackers. And even on your pass rush ward, I think if you really go after this guy, you've got to be careful that he takes off and kills you Nothing worse than a third and eight, third and nine, and your quarterback scrambling and picking up the first down. That's really tough on a defense, and it's a momentum boost for an offensive football team. Remember, though, this guy has thrown seven interceptions in the last two games against Baylor. And I can promise you that is in his mind, and he is determined not to do that. 
Uh, but there's something about that scheme and something about the way we play him that it's made it tough, has made it tough on his game, particularly the throwing game. So we'll see how that develops. But I expect them to really air the ball out Saturday and probably do it early. Would it be fair to say that a low-scoring game would be in, in, in Baylor's favor and, and, you know, a very deliberate pace by, by Baylor would, would favor the Bears? Yeah, maybe. I think offensively we're going to move slower than they do. So in that regard, uh, we'll control clock from an offensive, offensive perspective because we want to be deliberate, uh, call play, go to the line of scrimmage, probably not huddle, but we'll run the clock down to oh, five, six seconds before we snap it. So that'll slow it down on our end. But they're going to move fast. They're going to go fast. Several teams in the Big 12 do, so I, I think we'll be ready for that. Uh, they played fast last year, and we really shut them down, particularly in the Big 12 championship game. They scored 24 at Oklahoma State, and we weren't very effective offensively. So it's fast-paced, but it all goes through Spencer Sanders, and it depends on how he's playing. With that pace of the game, how important is it for this defense to somehow find a way to limit the number of snaps they get? Well, I, that's important. It's important in any game, and you do that on third down. You get them off the field. We can't have a lot of drives where these guys go eight, nine plays and score, and then maybe you have an offensive football team that comes in, they're three and out, then they're back on the field. I mean, we've seen that in our days of fast-paced offense. When we did that, you get to a point late in the game and a defensive football team is so tired that they just can't keep up, and we can't let that happen. We haven't in the past couple of games. Uh, I think we'll control that, but if we let these guys run 80, 90 plays, it's going to be a problem. How do you handle uh, situation substitutions on defense when, when they're going so fast? Well, you can't substitute at all if they're not bringing anybody in. If they just run fast pace and they're not substituting, you can't. So you've got to be really careful and think ahead about who you want in that lineup. How many, do you want five DBs in there? Do you want six? How do you want to line up with these guys in case they don't substitute? And the other thing is, I think on the other side of that, if they do bring somebody in, you've got time to make your substitutions, and I think you make them slowly. You don't have guys flying out on the field and getting in their positions. Just let them jog out there and take your time and take as long as the official will let you to get those replacements in the game. Ricky, what is your key for the Bears' offense on Saturday? Well, this offense, just like every week, I think it's running the ball. I think Richard Grease has really come into his own back there. Uh, Squirrel Williams has stayed healthy. And just the speed of those guys on several occasions last week against Iowa State was more than they could handle now. Other side of that is Oklahoma State's going to have more speed than I, than Iowa State did. But I just think we've got to run the football, and by doing that, it really opened up Blake Shapin's game. I thought he had his best game last Saturday. Uh, he was on the money with his throws. He put it in the right spot. 
he uh, took off a couple times on short runs that were key to avoid losses or negative plays. And uh, our passing game was effective down the field to Hal Presley. And how about Gavin Holmes? This kid has had two ACL surgeries. He had another injury that took him out for a majority of the season. And I'm not so sure right now he's not our best guy out there wide. So uh, I think with that, First of all, running game and then passing game off that, and that's what it's going to take to be successful. Rick, as always, man, it is a pleasure. We appreciate your time this morning, and uh, I can't wait. I think tomorrow's going to be a fun, fun day at the old ball yard. Yeah, I'm excited, and I hope hope this crowd understands how important of a game it is, and I think they will. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere at McLean. Perfect. Hey, we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. That's uh, Ricky Thompson. And Ricky Thompson brought to you by uh, Alliance Bank Central Texas. 7.55 time now for, uh, by the way, coming up in just a few minutes, we'll switch gears, talk some high school football with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. But right now, John Morse, the voice of the Bears, is here with today's Baylor Sports Beat. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody's number check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor soccer, equestrian, and volleyball in action on the road while Baylor football gets set for a goal-goal matchup with Oklahoma State at McLean Stadium. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Looking for an SUV designed for every adventure? We've got exactly what you need at Allen Samuels in Waco. Stop in today to get your new 2022 Wagoneer. Save big on Series 2 and 3 and get the low APR of 2.9% for 72 months. Plus, you receive $3,500 Conquest bonus cash. Plus, first responders receive an extra $500 off. Drive away in the original American premium SUV from Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Go gold with Baylor Athletics and be the gold factor across each of the conference home openers this season. Fans are encouraged to help create a statement and wear exclusive Go Gold apparel from the Baylor Bookstore. Make a visual impact. Get your gold today. Current dates include volleyball versus TCU on September 21st, soccer versus Oklahoma on September 23rd, and football versus Oklahoma State on October 1st. Tickets are available on BaylorBears.com slash tickets. Go gold and Sikkim Bears. Now for a look at what's happening this weekend in Baylor Athletics. Here again is John Morris. And welcome back. It is a full weekend of Baylor Athletics activities. Baylor Equestrian on the road for two meets this weekend. Today versus South Carolina, tomorrow versus Georgia. Baylor soccer on the road in Austin. They'll take on Texas tonight at 7 p.m. And Baylor cross country runs tomorrow morning at the Gans Creek Classic in Columbia, Missouri. Baylor volleyball back in action tomorrow morning as well. They're in Lawrence to take on the Kansas Jayhawks. Baylor looking to bounce back from a 3-1 loss on the road at Iowa State on Wednesday. 
And Baylor football home for their home conference opener tomorrow against Oklahoma State. It's a matchup of the two highest ranked teams in the Big 12 conference and the two teams that met in the Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship game in Arlington a year ago. Coach Dave Aranda looking for continued improvement from his squad. No, excited for it. I think coming off of last week and the growth of the team and, you know, we're just trying to, to really be, kind of become, you know, what we're capable of and, and guys growing into roles and all of it. And so this is another step and a big one and, and so blessed to be at home and have this environment and this crowd. And so we're excited to show kind of where we're at. Dave Aranda and the Bears hosting Oklahoma State tomorrow at 2.30 at McLean Stadium. Remember, it's a go-gold game, a gold out at McLean Stadium for the game tomorrow. We're on the air at 10.30 with Game Day Live here on ESPN Central Texas. 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, the first hour of which is televised on KCEN-TV. Then a 2.30 kickoff for the Bears and the Cowboys tomorrow. Television on Fox. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tomorrow from McLean Stadium and have more Monday. I'm John Morris. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one easy-go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of easy-go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk high school football with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. All right, just after 8 o'clock, welcome back into Hour 2 of the program. This is Game Time, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. And we welcome into the program Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Greg, good morning. We, Greg, we're at the halfway point of the regular season. Stop it already. Why would you say that? I know, yeah, really. We don't, like, we don't have- we don't have to talk about it. Like we all know it's happening, you know. It's, we're all marching towards the end. But no, I, I don't. I don't look at it that way because 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 I, I used to. I used to be in that that boat of like, oh, you know what? Like week six, that means you're at the midway point of the regular season, which is true. That for a lot of teams, um, not a lot of teams, but but a fair number of teams tonight, the season is going to be more than half over for them. Like it's they're going to be they're going to be closer to the end than they are to the beginning, but. For all of us who get to follow this thing from stem to stern, from rooter to tutor, that means we get to enjoy 17 weeks. So we've still got a ways to go. State champion, I mean, it's not October yet. State championships are, are you know, near Christmas. So we've got some time. Don't worry. Still a lot of football left to play. All right. So you talked me off the ledge. I appreciate that. Uh, 
let, let's let's start, you, let's begin in one A. Uh, the number one team in the state of Texas is the Abbott Panthers. Terry Crawford's team played last night and walked out of there with another victory. This is this is a good football team and a team that, well, man, you know they have a great opportunity to get to AT and T. Yeah, I got to tell you, uh, people starting conversations with let's start in 1A, that's my love language. So thank you. Um, This is um, this is an Abbott team that we've had our eye on for a while. And for for a long stretch of the year, they were kind of stuck there at number two because Westbrook just keep beating these juggernauts. They just keep beating these teams that were that were, you know, these state ranked teams. Well, finally, Garden City did them a favor and, and knocked off the Wildcats which allowed them to ascend to number one, which is probably, you know, look, this is the perfect example, in my opinion, where I wish we could have honestly three number ones, because I think there are three teams at the top of one, a division one that have separated themselves from the pack. Uh, Westbrook, even with that one loss, I mean, they've run such a gauntlet. I mean, they've, they've played one of the toughest non-district schedules in recent Texas high school football history. It's been insane what they've done. Uh, May, I think is in that mix as well. Uh, they've been fantastic. And then there's Abbott and, and look, Abbott, last night, they go too strong uh, and, and play a neutral site game against Borden County, a good Borden County team, and they, they mulched them. I mean, they drilled them. This was impressive. They end this game at halftime, 46 nothing. Uh, Riley Sestala, they're kind of spread back between him and Carson Johnson and Joey Pavelka. This is a dangerous and diverse offense. But the, for me, the Terry Crawford calling card is on defense. And it's weird to talk about six-man football and talk about defense, but this is a really good defensive bunch here at Abbott, which is – that's what kind of leads me to think that they've got a, a chance to get to AT&T Stadium. Uh, this is a really, really talented bunch, uh, worthy, I think, improving last night that they that they're deserving of being in that in that the, that conversation of the, the true elites here and and look it the sky's the limit for them the thing for me about them that that that, that plays out well is that they are in region they're in region three uh which is going to put, put them the favorite there and then they would have to they would only have to see a team like may in a semifinal it would be you know they wouldn't have to run through somebody in their own region so to me it sets up well for Terry Crawford's bunch. This is a team that, if you're not paying attention to, uh, as far as Central Texas is concerned, is on that short list of team for the chance to, to win a title. Greg, is there a better rivalry game tonight than the 82nd meeting between Brownwood and Stephenville? No, nah, it's it's tough to beat the Battle of 377, and and especially when it's a state-ranked matchup, and especially when it's it's full of intrigue in the way that it is. This year, you know, um, the Sammy Burnett, the head coach at Brownwood, told us Dave Campbell's Texas football like four years ago. He said, like, hey, 2022 is the year for us. He's like, we've got this like eighth grade class or this freshman class that he was really excited about. And I'm like, all right, dude, I'll file that away and uh, pull that out in 2022. Well, here we are. And he's right. Like, this is a good team. Uh, a quarterback I call uh, a dual threat, but their calling card, in my opinion, is defense. Their defense has been very strong. What they did last week. I probably don't need to tell you guys what they did last week to Waco Connolly. That's impressive. That's a complete performance against a good team that had been running rough shot over people and their defense really stifled them. That would, that is what's impressive to me. Stephenville is the most complicated team in Texas high school football. They're the number one team in four, a division one, and their offense has been off the charts. Their offense has been unbelievable. I mean, uh, and they're doing it, by the way, without their starting quarterback. Ryder Lambert has been out with, with I believe, a foot injury with this. Um, so they've, they've turned their back of quarterback. He stepped up in a big way. Uh, the, uh, uh, they've got a great uh, running back, Reed McKeska, who has been 
outstanding. Uh, they are their offensive line is awesome. I mean, really big and physical. Their offense, no notes, fantastic. But their defense is. Um, um, I'm going to use a medical term here. Their defense has looked like butt. Um, this is this defense. I'm telling you, this defense is giving up 46 points a game. I mean, they're getting they're getting run over in the defense. I mean, they've won games like 62 to 61. They beat Wichita Falls Ryder the last week. I want to say it was like 43 to 42. Like they're just winning these high powered shootouts. And so it's hard for me to jump on board fully. By say because the defense just hasn't like the defense is right now for a scoring scoring uh, perspective their defense is fifth worst in five A Division one out of like ninety eight teams it's it's so for me I've got to see some defensive improvement before I'm willing to jump on whole hog in the Sterling Doty's bunch offense fantastic defense leaves something to be desired let's say and so that's what makes this rivalry matchup really interesting because you know Brownwood's gonna gonna have a game plan for them this game this game fascinates me in a lot of different ways. All right, Greg, right down the hall here at the radio station in Studio 4, it'll be Pflugerville Weiss and the Temple Wildcats from Wildcat Stadium uh, over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. This has the makings to be a terrific football game. Yeah, uh, you know, this is a, uh, a Temple team that I think right now uh, the jury's still out on. You know, they've for every, like, step forward, it feels like there's a step back. Like, for example – I thought that their their win over McKinney in week one is really good. By the way, that is still a four and one McKinney team. That's their only loss of the year, right? That's been great. But then they go and they lose to Arlington Martin, and they're kind of you know kind of got non competitive in that game. Then last weekend, Brian looked the part, and to me, a lot of it is their offense, like when, when they're able to get the ball to Mikhail Harrison Pilot and get him out in space. They're taking on Pflugerville Weiss, who of course had a fantastic year last year in the five A ranks, moving up a classification, and and the 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 move. Move to 6A, the move to 6A has been complicated for them because on one hand, I don't think that they've lost a game that they shouldn't have. I mean, they've lost LBJ, who was a state finalist last year. They've lost to Round Rock, who's undefeated, and they've lost to Killian Harker Heights. Uh, you know, but also, you know, they, they've got wins over New Braunfels and Converse Judson. This would be the best win for them of the year if they were to get this one. And and the defense has been a little bit up and down. That's my question is, is are they able to find that defensive consistency against a Temple offense that maybe, maybe is rounding into form and maybe finding uh, their, their footing. So uh, it's a huge matchup there and obviously huge district implications there in district 12, six, a, uh, you know, if you are, you know, if, if you're, if you're Weiss and you start owing two in district with losses uh, to Harker Heights and Temple, it's not over for you, but you have lost your margin for error. So this is a huge game for Weiss and for Temple. They, if they can get a win in this one, then they can feel really good sitting at 2-0 and saying, you know what, we feel good about getting into the playoffs. Uh, so critical game for these two squads. Colleen finds himself 2-0 and in district, have a challenge tonight against Middle Othium, but if they can get a way to kind of get this one, keep it close and, and get a win in this one, that would be a huge statement for the Colleen Kangaroos. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think this is a real opportunity for them. You know, this is a Middle Ocean team that, that is undefeated and, and, and deservingly so. Um, you know, we can talk about strength of schedule a little bit. I mean, they, they've got to win over Ennis, which in almost every other year would be really impressive. But Ennis is, is one and four and having a rough go of it. Uh, this is a Middle Ocean team that I think has been been solid. And, and look, they've taken on all comers and they've beaten whoever's on their, their, their schedule. 
But there's an argument to be made, most certainly, that this would be uh, at least their best win since they beat Killeen Shoemaker. Uh, Killeen, you know, I, I think that, I think this is a Killeen team that last week against Granbury really showed me something. I thought that was their most complete performance of the year. Uh, what they did, especially that offense really hitting its second gear. Uh, that was one of the things that, that I, I wanted to see from them, from the Kangaroos, was an ability to, to take this offense and really stand on the, on the gas pedal. And they did it last week in a big way. I think what you're seeing is this kind of, they're letting the, they're letting this junior quarterback, Roger Norman kind of loose a little bit. They're leaning a lot on their, on their, on Jacoby Deloach, their, their running back. And this offense does appear to maybe be getting its footing. Um, this is one of those games that like, from, like if you look at like computer rankings and things like that, they're going to think that middle is a huge, huge favorite. I'm not necessarily sure I see that simply because I think Killeen is maybe better getting better as the weeks go on. Whereas Midlothian, I just still, I'm still not super sold on them quite yet. Now, if they go out there and they, they, they drub uh, Midlothian, you know, Killeen, then that's a different conversation. But for now, I think this could be a pretty close game uh, with obviously pretty big district implications. Greg, the Mart Panthers uh, the other week uh, played Centerville, and it was a very competitive football game. Mm-hmm. When do they get challenged again? I mean, truly challenged. Uh-oh. Um, I don't know. Give it a couple months. Um, I mean, really and truly, like they're about to enter district play, and uh, so the second best team in that district, with all due respect to unbeaten Dawson, is probably Wortham. Wortham, and they play them in week nine. And I would install Mart as a pretty comfortable multi-touchdown favorite in that game. Uh, that's just kind of the way that that it looks right now. Uh, as far as when they would get challenged, I mean, the thing is that. The, you know, in Region Three, Region Three has not been an issue for them in quite some time. You know, they've, they've been they've been the dominant force in Region Three, uh, and so you're talking about. I mean, who's the second best team in Region Three? Maybe Price Carlisle, maybe a team like that. But they wouldn't see them, in my opinion. I don't think until like a regional final. So at that point, you know, if you're asking me when, it might be like a regional final against against Price Carlisle, or whenever they enter a state semifinal. But even then, you know, look, last year, of course. Uh, it, it's important to remember that last year their loss to Fall City was a real shocker. It was a real shocker to, for them to lose to Fall City for for a couple of reasons. One, Mart has just dominated Region 4 writ large. And two, Mart has singularly dominated Fall City in, in, in semifinals, which is why last year it was so shocking when the Beavers pulled the upset. Uh, but Fall City is down if you, do, if you haven't seen – and, and Region 4 feels a lot more wide open. Maybe it could be a team like Burton or Chilton or, or Bremont or Milano or someone like that. Uh, but So if you're asking me when's the next time that they're really going to get challenged, I would say it's going to be like the fourth round of the playoffs. Like they're going to be heavy favorites in their next uh, like nine ball games, and then they'll play a regional final where they'll only be a comfortable favorite. And then they'll play a state semifinal where they'll only be a favorite. And then they'll play in a state championship game where they will be – you know, slight favorites. Uh, so that, that's kind of a, a long answer to a short question. If Greg Tepper was not sitting at the sports desk tonight in Bally's or had a transporter, either one, where would Greg Tepper be this Friday night? Oh, boy. Um, you know, it's a weird week uh, because if, if you haven't noticed, if, if it feels – if you're a Texas high football fan and it feels – like it's a thinner slate, it's because it is. This is the biggest open date of the year. Uh, more than a third of the state is off this week. Um, so you're talking, There's, for example, there's only 512 games this week. Not only. <laughs> what are we going to do? Um, I might be Stephenville Brownwood. Um, I might be Stephenville Brownwood. I might be, 
I might be at uh, Colleyville Heritage and Grapevine, which is a state-ranked matchup in 5A, uh, Battle of the Red Rail, great rivalry matchup there. I might be at a six-man game. I might be at a top-five matchup in 1A Division Two as Benjamin uh, welcomes in Lorraine, or r- rather Benjamin visits Lorraine. Uh, I might be there. Uh, yeah, I might be in I might be in Bushland, uh, where El Paso Riverside takes on Bushland in a weird cross regional cross classification matchup of unbeaten's. Uh, yeah, I could be any of any of those places. Uh, I'm glad I don't have to choose. I get to sit at a desk and have them all brought to me, and so I can just like <laughs> enjoy them all. Okay, so what games? Because we're we're contractually obligated to ask, what games are they are are the cameras going to be at uh, from Bally's? Well, I didn't know you were contractually obligated to ask, but I'm sure glad you did. Uh, well, the, yeah, so we, we're going to be at Colleyville Heritage and, 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 and Grapevine. That is a, that's a really interesting matchup. We had it on, on um, Valley Sports Southwest last year as part of Texas Football Days. Um, and it, it should be a good matchup. I think two teams that, uh, you, know, you know, kind of a weird wide-open 5A Division two, which, which is kind of devoid of a, of, a, of a juggernaut. They're kind of trying to establish themselves there. We're in Houston at Fulshire and Angleton. Fulshire is actually the highest-scoring team in the, in the state, they're averaging like 62 points a game, but this is like a real big challenge when they take on Angleton. We'll be an only for Stanford and only in a battle of unbeatens, which I know you guys had on your on your bingo cards. We'll be at El Paso Riverside and Bushland. We'll be at uh, Broadwood and Steamville. And then we'll be at San Antonio Davenport and Divine, which is, uh, I believe, is Divine unbeaten? Maybe. Yeah, they're unbeaten. Uh, five and overs, four and over. San Antonio Davenport's in their first UIL season, uh, off to a four and over start. They're a great story. Now they get a chance to uh, to take on a Divine War Horses squad that's off to a great start as well. Uh, two good running games in that matchup. So we will be uh, all over the state. What about TexasFootball.com? What do you got going on? Yeah, a lot of stuff up there. Uh, we've got our, you know, our, our everything that you need as far as scores are concerned. Uh, I believe starting next week we're going to start rolling out playoff projections. Uh, and things like that of what these brackets are going to look like. Uh, so there's a lot, uh, a lot, a lot to, to to dive into. And of course, we've got a ton of college football coverage. Uh, the big week in college football as well, including what could be the last uh, for a while uh, battle of the Piney Woods between Stephen F. Austin and Sam Houston. Uh, and there's uh, we got a great story up from uh, from uh, our uh, Mike Craven. Uh, who who talked with both coaches and uh, so Sam Houston, if you didn't know, moving to FBS, mm-hmm. which is why this is going to this this uh, this rivalry is probably going to break up for a while. And I want to say that Colby Carthel uh, had some choice words about it. Uh, you know, the head coach of Stephen F. Austin never shy. Uh, you know, to uh, you know to, uh, to to give his opinions, but this could be a really interesting matchup there. And and obviously, bragging rights on the line. And, you know, look, this is, uh, this is, you know, one of the things uh, I, I want to make sure he put it on the record, but yeah, Stephen F. Austin coach Colby Carthel told Dave Campbell's Texas football on Tuesday. This one, this is the last one. As long as I'm the head coach here, unless they want to write a check for a half million dollars. Wow. So, <laughs> there's some spice in this game and it's yeah. a lot of fun. So, uh, so yeah, then we've got that covered on texasfootball.com as well. As always, Greg, thank you. We appreciate your time this morning. Look forward to watching you tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Sounds good, fellas. Thanks. Have a great day. Greg Tepper, Dave Campos, Texas Football Magazine. And you know what? What? And a final kind of footnote to the uh, Sam Houston situation, you know, scheduling games with this transition has been a, a – it's been a challenge for for Sam Houston, to make to make no mistake about it, finding and, and putting games in their – where they belong and, and that works for them and works for their opponent has been a challenge as they make 
this transition. All right, uh, it is 18 after 8. We will continue with more of the program coming up in just a couple of minutes. This is Game Time, and we are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car biz. The West Coaches Show with David Woodard is brought to you by Bush's Chicken, Chevy of West, Citizen State Bank, Sakura Ford, West Feed, and West Rentals. Coach, continuing district play last Friday with a 56-7 win over Dallas Madison, and this was a pretty good all-around win for your team. Madison was able to score late in the second quarter, but other than that, your defense played extremely well, and your offense was able to put up points early and often on them. Yeah, it was. You know, it, this was probably the most consistent game that we've played so far this year. So, uh, you know, I, I think, it, it, you know, the work that we put in over the last few weeks is, uh, uh, has really helped us out a lot just to be more consistent in what we do. And, and for those guys that, you know, hadn't had a lot of experience on Friday nights with us this year, uh, you know, they're getting some. And then so they're finally learning how to do to play and to practice and do the things that they need to do. And so, you know, it was a lot more consistent this week. And, um, you know, looking forward to build off that as we get still going through district plays. Speaking of that, you continue district play tonight against Life Oak Cliff at home. Talk a little bit about this team. They're coming off a big shutout win. I think they won 69 to nothing. What do they do offensively? You know, you know they're, they're just kind of unique. Uh, I, I don't know that I've in, in all my career we've ever played a team that throws the ball as much as they do and, and gets in, uh, you know, five wides, no backs as much as they do. And so, uh, you know, they present some, some challenges to you offensively uh, with, with what they do and, 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 uh, you know, they've, they've got some guys on defense that can make some plays as well. And you got, you got a good group of D linemen that, that, that really cause some havoc up there. And so, you know, we're going to do the same thing that we've been doing is just be consistent in doing our jobs, uh, get ourselves lined up, and, and make sure that, uh, you know, we're ready to play each and every snap. ESPN Central Texas. It's truck season at Chevy of West, home of Silverado City. Hi, Leo Pacheco. And when you find new roads to Chevy of West or ChevyofWest.com, save really big on your new Chevy of West Silverado. Chevy of West. Hi, Leo Pacheco, and it's a great time to save on every certified pre-owned vehicle at Chevy of West. For all the big money savings, please visit ChevyofWest.com or find new roads to Chevy of West. Chevy of West. The next time you need to rent or buy heavy equipment, remember West Rentals. At West Rentals, you'll find scissor lift, ditch witch, sky track, storage crates, skid steers, backhoe, power washer, jackhammer, jumping jack, and concrete trowels. Their goal is to meet all your needs from small jobs to large contracts. Locally owned and operated, West Rentals, 226 West Oak Street in West and at westrental.net. Early each morning, as we turn on the lights and heat up the fryers, then prepare the food, the owners of Bush's Chicken are working for you. Our owners are husbands and wives, sisters and brothers. We are family, and we take joy in our family, serving your family. Before you end your day, we hope you'll stop by. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas High School sports and is glad to be part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. 
If you are one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you are looking for a bank where you are more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all of the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. This is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura. Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family Ford where our, our family, family makes, makes the, the difference. difference. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. All right, T23, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Hang on tight, kids. We got a chance for you to uh, to win some Baylor football tickets coming up in just a couple of minutes, courtesy of Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. We'll do that for you in just a couple of minutes. And let me just say this, Ward and, and Ryan, normally – uh, Stephanie doesn't tick me off until about halfway through her segment, but she's already got me uh, got me riled up now. So, what do you got for us this morning? Riled up is because you're singing Christmas songs. Why not? It's not even. Why not? It's not even November. Ward, are you Ward's okay with it? Absolutely. Ward's Thank you. Is Ward's this our room? <laughs> it's your room. Is it, or is this the sales room? <laughs> this is our room. Pipe down, Leroy. I'm just saying, Leroy. He's just putting up his Christmas tree next weekend. You're singing Christmas carols. Why not? I don't know. I don't know. It's so beginning to look a lot like Christmas. There we go. Once once he gets the Christmas tree up, it's it'll be looking a lot <laughs> like Christmas. It, it's official. I don't know. We're about already you talking too. about uh great gift ideas for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yes. With some of our uh, our sponsorships. What and, are y'all getting me for Christmas? <laughs> and don't say a muzzle. What you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> An encyclopedia. <laughs> no, so anyways. You remember encyclopedias? I do. I do. I used to love going to my grandma's house and, and sitting through down. Them. And, and they smelled out. good. Remember how they smelled like encyclopedia? Yeah, they had a smell, like a book smell. What's a book smell like? like no, never book. mind, never mind. I'm getting, I'm starting to get a rash already. <laughs> oh, Go ahead. What do you got? Okay, so you know how I've been giving you all some knowledge this week on football? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we've been absorbing it too. Trust me. Um, so I was reading yesterday on the internet and as we know, <laughs> the There's old- a first. <laughs> this is kind of cool, though. I want to see if y'all can answer these questions. Okay, we know that Tom Brady is the oldest player in the NFL at 45 years old right now, correct? At the moment. At the moment. Do you know who's the second? There's two. Who's the second oldest and the third oldest players in the NFL at this moment? Would it be our left that's, guard? That's a good question. Could it be the left guard? Is Jason Peters one of them? Oh, bam, you got it. That's what Jason I just said. Peters. I just said that. Left guard. Offensive tackle. Is that a guard? He's, yeah, he's okay. playing he's guard. Playing guard. Yeah, yeah, well, he played for the Bears, and now he's uh-huh. Dallas. So. He played for Philadelphia, too. Uh-huh. And the other guy is... Um, Thomas Morstead. No. Oh. He's a punter. Well, Thomas Morstead's a punter. Dustin Colquitt? Colquitt? 
Oh, Cole quit? Cole yeah. quit, yeah, yeah he's with the, the Browns, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Now let me ask you this. Who was the oldest player? George in his- Blanda. Okay, never mind. You got that one. What about <laughs> the oldest coach in the NFL history? George Hallis. Nope. I hope I said Oh, this- uh. Come on, mm. Brian. Come on. Dang it. He, it's on the tip of my tongue. He was he was the D.C. at the Rams for, in 2018. I can't remember. Romeo, is it Cornell? Oh, yeah. That's, that's yep. not what I was going to guess. He was um, 39 years in the NFL. That's a long time to coach somebody. Anybody. 39 years. Not really. Well, I mean, he finished. Dad's like, on he, year 54. I think that's a long time. But now, get this. <laughs> Who is what NFL player had the longest career sitting on the bench? He was a quarterback. Uh, ten years he was in. Toting a, toting a clipboard. Who would that be? He played for the Bills and the former Redskins, which is now the Commanders. I do know that. Okay, time's up. Todd Collins. Yeah, we're gonna stay here for a month, and I wouldn't have got that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. He played for Michigan. I know that. All right, now here's the great one. So you know how we talked about beer the other day? Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Do you know what beer is mostly drank, drunk? I don't know which word you say. Miller Light. No, Bud. Bud Bud Light. That is the most drunk beer in the NFL. You say drunk or drank? Drink? I think you say drink. Drink is past tense. Drunk. Well, they both are like hey, past. Let's, let's roll with consumed. Okay, consumed. Bud Light. That's now. because Bud Light is kind of the official beer, except for Jerry Jones said, wait a minute. No, no, it's time out. We're going to say Miller Light mm-hmm. because they're going to pay me more money. Okay. That's why it's Bud Light. They're going to write him a check and not the league a check. That's right. Wait, what? Never. Bud Light is a sponsor of the NFL. That's why it's, that, that yeah. beer is sold more in stadiums than any other beer. Yeah, but that's what people are consuming out there. Because they don't sell anything else. Well, I don't know. I don't drink beer, so I don't know. Okay, then the last. Really? You don't what? You don't. <laughs> probably, can you say that one more time? I do not drink. Are you rolling on that? Yeah, testing, testing this thing on? <laughs> I do not drink beer. It's bleh. You mean this comes naturally? <laughs> yes, I don't like the taste of beer. It's great, less feeling. No, it fills you up. Okay, the last thing is, what NFL football team drinks the most beer than any other team in the league? These well, players drink all the time. No, they don't. You can see them on the field drinking after the game. That's what I heard. No, you cannot. That's what I heard. You have got to stop with this. Cincinnati Bengals are known for drinking a lot of beer after the game. <laughs> They cannot drink beer on the field. They can in the locker room? No, they no. can't. Are you sure? Yeah. Positive. Did the internet lie again? Boy. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the party, Steph. <laughs> That's your trivia, your Friday's NFL trivia for today. I thought it was kind of interesting. I was on I was on point again today. Anybody got any antibiotics? I've got, I got a <laughs> bad rash. Oh, my God. Oh my I was on heavenly point. day. I was on, on point. point. Ah, that's some good stuff. I bet people didn't know that. Just making stuff up. I'm not making stuff up. Well, they have a kegger out on the fifth. Drunks the most beer. Yeah, they had a kegger out at the fifth. Consumed. <laughs> Consumed. You don't say drink or drunk. You just did. Well, because I didn't know what, is it drank or drunk? Like, is it chicken before the egg or is the egg before the chicken? <laughs> We've covered this. Thank you. <laughs> have a good day. Go sell something. Hey. Go pet a cow. Yeah. I want to pet a cow so bad. I'm going to go to my neighbor's tonight and pet a cow. <laughs>
All right. Have a good day. <laughs> 830. Uh, you know what let's do? Courtesy of Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers, let's give away a couple of tickets to see the uh, – and these are good seats. How about that? Yeah. Uh, ca- uh, section uh, 227, row one, seats five and six. Caller number – what do you want to do, five? 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. Yeah, let's take caller five. Caller five, you are a winner of tickets to see the Bears and the Oklahoma State Cowboys tomorrow. Caller number five, you are a winner from ESPN Central Texas. And in the meantime, we're going to step aside. We're coming right back with more of the program in just a moment. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Wednesday at my local grocery store is $5 sushi day. Aaron, are you a sushi guy? Negative. There's an awesome invention called fire, and it does a really great job of cooking things and making them taste uh, great and killing yeah. bacteria and parasites and things that raw yeah. food may contain. No, oh, it's kind of fun to say those things when a guy's just told you he could <laughs> soup some sushi. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Texas. NeighborWorks Waco is now in their 30th year of assisting families in the Waco area and purchasing their first home. Today, over 3,200 families have been assisted, and these new homeowners have gained over $320 million in home equity through these years. Would you like to be a part of these results? Give us a call at 254-752-1647 or register to get started at www.nw-waco.org. Let NeighborWorks Waco open the door to homeownership for you you and your family. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Exceptional experience. Extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love at SWCLaw.com. That's SWCLaw.com. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. 
Dust off your boots, Waco, and come to the 70th annual Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo presented by HEB at the Extra Co Event Center. The fair fun begins October 6th through the 16th, and this year's One Hot Rodeo presented by AIP Energy will have more nights of rodeo than we've ever seen. From professional bull riding, calf roping, barrel racing, mutton busting buckaroos, and much more. Gear up for one of the rowdiest rodeos in town. Get your tickets at hotfair.com today. We'll see you there. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The high school football season enters week six with Midway hosting Harker Heights. Waco High is on the road at Colleen Ellison. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. And Temple is at home against Weiss. You can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Future Big 12 member Brigham Young beat Utah State last night 38-26. Baylor is at home tomorrow against Oklahoma State, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. It's homecoming tomorrow for Mary Harden Baylor as they play Austin College. Ford White has the call of that game that kicks off at 2 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. It's week four of the NFL with Cincinnati beating Miami last night 27-15. The Blue Jays are the latest team to earn a spot in baseball's postseason. The Rangers, meanwhile, lost to Seattle in extra innings 10-9 and start a weekend series against the Angels tonight. You can hear that game on Cool 101.3. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service and Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. All right, 835. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. And congratulations to uh, Timmy Kemp over in Bell Mead. Timmy has uh, won himself some tickets to go see the uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys and your Baylor Bears. That'll be coming up tomorrow afternoon at 2.30 at McLean Stadium. And that is courtesy of our friends at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Good stuff. All right, way to go. Uh, it is 8.36. We're 24 away from 9 o'clock. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas as we roll along here on a football Friday. And we are uh, going to visit now with uh, Kyle Yeomans with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Cowboys at Washington and also get into uh, some Dak Prescott and get into uh, and just get into everything that's going on Cowboy related. And, and, and first of all, we say good morning to uh, to Kyle. Kyle, how are you this morning? I'm doing fantastic. How about you guys? Terrific. Glad to have you on the program as always. And Kyle, first of all, are we going to see Schultz at tight end? Will we see, you know, the wide receiver back? I mean, where are we injury-wise with this football team? Yeah, the, the thing with Schultz is I, I still think they're taking it very day-to-day to this point. Uh, he has been limited in the last couple of practices and he has been out on the field, which is good. Uh, actually a great sign for him to be available coming up this week. Uh, the, the biggest thing with him is, is that he does bring a, a wide receiving or a pass catching production that uh, Jake Ferguson and, and Peyton Hendershot, the two rookie tight ends just don't necessarily bring to the table. Hendershot had a pretty solid game with three receptions and, and 40 yards, but, uh, it, it's really not the, the same caliber of player that, that Dalton Schultz is, at least at this point in his career. So uh, I think you, I think it's pretty good. I, I would say I would lean on the side of him playing. I thought he was actually going to play last week, though, uh, and he, he didn't end up on the, the active roster, and he was a, a game-day scratch. Same thing with Michael Gallup. I, I thought we would see Gallup work into the fold last week. And when we were getting into the start of the season – 
the conversation always was, would he go on IR or would he not go on IR? Because it was going to be four or five or six weeks into the season uh, where Michael Gallup could be available. So they didn't put him on IR. He's taken up a 53-man roster spot each of the last three weeks. So if they don't put him as an active player this week, then why would you not try and keep the guy on the roster and put him on IR? Now, it's impossible to predict the future, but this training staff is as good as anybody uh, of telling you who's ready and who's not to, ready to, to get back onto the field. So uh, I think you're going to see Michael Gallup this week. If not, I would be pretty shocked, uh, to be honest with you. I think he's available. I think he's active. And uh, with another week under the fold, and he's had now three full weeks of practice to kind of ramp up and be ready to go, I wouldn't be surprised if he's got uh, an extra couple of uh, snaps than, than I would have anticipated initially upon his return. When you look at the offense and way Kellen Moore has been calling the offense the past couple of games for Cooper Rush, do you expect that to stay pretty much the same going into Washington? And, and just it's not really conservative, but it's obtainable play calling that he's done. Yeah, no, I think that's a good way to put it because it's not conservative. You you still have to keep a team honest by trying them down the field. And you saw that against New York last week. And a couple of them connected, a couple of them didn't connect. Cooper Rush was able to throw down the field a little bit. Uh, one of them would have connected on the C.D. Lamb throw over the, the left hash mark, and that could have gone for maybe six, if not right at the, the goal line. So there's, there's a, a good chance we see a very similar approach from Kellen Moore this week that, that Cooper Rush is back into the fold. I, I would anticipate it being very similar to what he did against Cincinnati. Uh, good front seven, a team that's going to pressure you a little bit, especially in the interior of your offensive line. You've got to get the ball out quick uh, and get it to the underneath routes, but also try and run the football like you did last week as well. Having 170 yards on the ground is going to help your football team and help your offense open things up because it sets up the play action. It sets up so many different elements of your offense that you don't normally have if you are just one-sided. So I think it starts with running the football, but right after that, it's it's testing uh, a Washington team that's not super strong in the secondary, testing them on the perimeter and trying to push it down the field just to keep them honest and not allow them to load the box and dare you to, to throw the football. Along those same lines, does the game plan change any if you do have some more weapons available to you? I think it does because Michael Gallup is a deep threat. And even if he only sees 20 snaps, let's, let's just say 20 because that's exactly what uh, I would anticipate in his first game back from an ACL. They're not going to put him out there for all 60 offensive snaps. I bet you they rotate him in. Uh, and he's he's available for one series, maybe he's not available for another, something of the sort. So if he's in there for 20 snaps, test it down the field because he opens up the deep ball a, a little bit more so than a C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is a yards after the catch. He's an underneath receiver. He's so shifty with the football in his hands that it allows for a team to, to kind of get him going early and get him the football early and then allow him to work with it later in the, in the play. Whereas Michael Gallup is the contested ball guy. He's going to go up and get it. Same thing with Noah Brown. Both of those guys being on the outside and then allowing CeeDee Lamb to be in the slot opens your offense up. So, yeah, if, if those guys are available, and then, of course, if Schultz is available as kind of a safety blanket for your defense, I would say your offense is back to full strength without maybe having Dak Prescott at, your, at the quarterback position. 
In years past, a lot of talk has been about the linebacking play for the Dallas Cowboys. This year, not so much. I mean, it's been kind of quiet on the linebacker front, and, and partly because the defensive line is still good and they're not getting to the second level as much yeah. as before. But is that a good thing for this team to have kind of quiet on the linebacker front? Absolutely. I, I think it's fantastic to be quiet on the linebacker front. And, I mean, it depends on what you call Micah Parsons, too, because Micah Parsons well, yeah, hybrid. <laughs> hybrid. <laughs> he's, he's never quiet. But, yeah, I, I, I get what you're talking about, Ward, because in the past it's been Leighton Vander Esch, criticism and or praise back and forth, or it's been Jalen Smith. Same thing. For the most part, it's been criticism, but there was a time there where Jalen Smith got some praise, too, at the linebacker spot, and those were – true middle outside linebackers that uh, were, were guys that, that rotated back and forth. Now you don't hear as much because, yeah, the pressure is getting home. I mean, you, you had the, the six sacks against Cincinnati. You had the, the sacks and the 24 pressures against Daniel Jones last week in New York. So if your defensive line is getting home the way that it is, your linebacker's job is so much easier. We talked about this in the offseason. A linebacker's best friend is interior pressure, is the defensive tackles in front of you. If you have good defensive tackles, pretty good chance that you've got a good linebacker. Think of all the great linebackers that have been in the football, or been in the NFL, the, the Ray Lewis's, the Clay Matthews, the, the guys over the last couple of years, Luke Keekley. What's the common denominator between those guys? They all had really good either Pro Bowl caliber or All-Pro caliber defensive tackles in front of them at some point in their their career. So it, it really does help build confidence. Uh, it helps simplify assignments, and it allows for guys like Leighton Vanderash, Anthony Barr, and then even Micah Parsons, if he's at the second level, to, to just track the football and just go headhunting, and that's what they all do best. Visiting with Kyle Yeoman to the Dallas Cowboys. Kyle, uh, back in the summer – uh, with all the movement, we, we questioned the offensive line. Then with the injury, we really questioned the offensive line, but we're wrong. Uh, through, through the first two or three games, this group has been very solid. They've held up very well. I, I'm curious, the guys on the set, your, your football experts, the former players, the Nate Newtons <laughs> and all those guys, what yeah. are they surprised at the quality of play that the Cowboys are getting from that offensive line? I wouldn't say that they're surprised. It's more so a weariness. It's it's just a it's a it's a question on whether or not they can continue it against great competition. And you haven't faced great competition. This this week's probably the best defensive line outside of maybe Tampa Bay that you faced. Uh, now I will say Cincinnati had a pretty good front. Front. Uh, Tampa Bay had a pretty good front. And then New York just wasn't as good up front as, as those two teams were initially. But Washington's front step to seven, even without Chase Young, still has Deron Payne, still has Jonathan Allen. They've got two big, beefy guys in the middle that are going to be really tough to stop. Uh, and so it's going to be a test for the Matt Farniaks and the Tyler Biotish of the world in the middle of that interior offensive line. Uh, but they, they are happy with the way that they've kind of grown ever since that first game and Dak Prescott was under pressure. I think the scheme from Kellen Moore has to do a lot with that as well. I think the way that he's kind of allowed Cooper Rush to be successful with the second quickest quarterback release rate in the NFL, only behind Tom Brady, he's getting the football and he's getting it out in, in 2.4 seconds. And, and he's not allowing for teams to pressure him just because of how the, the, the play has already worked up 
even before getting to the line of scrimmage. So it's credit to Kellen Moore, but it's a credit to these young guys. I mean, Matt Farniak has given up an NFL high in pressures to this point in the season, according to pro football focus. However, he's only given up one sack. So if you're giving up pressures and you're only giving up one sack as a seventh rounder from 2021 in his second year in the NFL, and he's been thrusted into starting potential, He's actually played above my expectations, and I think a lot of people can echo that same sentiment, including Nate Newton. I talked with him yesterday. He said, if these two guys can continue to grow the way that they've been growing through the first three weeks of the season, he said that this this offensive line, when they get healthy, is not going to be a question mark. They're going to be good. That's the flat mind of the whole thing is if they can get it together and they can continue to grow, they are going to be a strength of the team at some point down the line. We just don't know when that will be. Cowboys got in a true eye formation there on the goal line. Do you, do you think we might see a little more of that and maybe in the middle of the field because of the way that they really got a good push on that play? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And and having a guy like Jason Peters at back in the fold is going to really help things out just from a communication standpoint. And he's still learning the offense too. Most of what he's been doing up front has been the uh, – has been the conversation uh, of conditioning he's been trying to get back into game shape and and now that he's available you saw what he did on that one play and and able to push down the field it's it's huge to have him in the fold even from a confidence level for guys like Biotish and Tyler Smith who are still young still learning still growing in their own right but he's a 41 year old veteran that's come in and he's got the the pro bowls under his belt he's going to have an opportunity to push those guys forward too, not only on the field, but off the field and, and in their preparation as well. Uh, final thought for you here, uh, because we're up against the clock, but it, it, I found this fascinating the other day, and I'm, I can't remember who, Kyle, but as somebody said the Cowboy offense is functioning the way it was designed and it's functioning the way it's designed because it's forced to, because of the injury at left tackle, because of the injury at quarterback. They're having a game plan and call the game the way this offense was designed, and they're forced to do it, not because they want to, but because they have to, and that's why they're so effective. Would that be a fair statement? I think it is, and and I think it's it took some self-reflection from the Cowboys uh, coaching staff to kind of get to that point, because after game one, it didn't go well. I mean, 19 to three, you weren't able to move the ball. You did not communicate. You did not have time for Dak Prescott to throw the football. It was a train wreck and and everybody saw it and everybody was upset about the play in that week one matchup. But then it took self-reflection from Kellen Moore, from Mike McCarthy and, and the conversations were had internally that then took the opportunity against Cincinnati to turn things around. And basically they said, all right, our backs are against the wall. We might be 0 and one, but we don't have our quarterback. We've got two tough games on the horizon. We've got to play better this time around than we did last week, or else this is going to be a really, really long season. And and a credit to the coaching staff for simplifying things, of doing it the way that it was designed to do. And maybe it's a lesson learned for when Dak does come back, because Dak Prescott's still the quarterback of this team. It's not a question on if it's controversy, even though it might be a a fun conversation. And, yes, Cooper Rush is winning games. But when Dak Prescott comes back and when he's ready to go, following the thumb injury, uh, he's going to take over in an offense that may have a completely different mindset than it did uh, whenever he was in the fold the first time around. Keep it simple, run it the way it's designed, and then it might lead you to success as well. And I think that's a huge thing for this Cowboys team moving forward. All right, Kyle, tell us where we can see you this weekend. 
Pre-game and post-game on DallasCowboys.com coming up on uh, on Sunday. So we get started at 11. And since it's a noon kickoff, we're actually on TV coming up uh Coming up on TXA 21, I believe that channel stretches down to the Waco area. Uh, But yeah, TXA 21, and we will be starting at 11 o'clock. And then post-game on Valley Sports Southwest and DallasCowboys.com as well, right after game's over with. Should be a whole lot of fun. Kyle, thanks. Appreciate your time as always. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Kyle Yeomans with the Dallas Cowboys. 8.50 to the way from 9, and we are brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe, serving Central Texas since 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has had the same ownership, the Emory's. They, uh, they, they've been doing this, and now it's Braden's turn at the helm. And, boy, this is a family-owned and operated business uh, over four generations, and you don't stay in business if you don't do a great job taking care of customers, and that's what they've done. They built that reputation one customer at a time. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing. Uh, if you are building a metal building or a barn dominium, hot thing right now, uh, and you don't really know how you want to get this thing going, well, uh, the folks over at Pioneer Steel and Pipe can help you locate the best contractor for the project. They work with these guys every day, so uh, you tell them what you're looking for, they'll point you in the right direction. Uh, they're still at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane in Waco and, of course, down in Bryan. They're open Monday through Friday, 730 until 5. They're open on Saturdays until noon. And uh, don't forget, they deliver and they unload. And, oh, by the way, you can check them out 24-7 at PioneerBoys.com. The Robinson Coaches Show, brought to you by Brazos Golf and Battery Center, Frontier Waste Solutions, Rocket Cafe, and Triple S Sports. Coach, coming off a 33-27 loss to Hillsborough last week, this is the game where your team got up early. Hillsborough was able to make a comeback, but this one went right down to the wire. Yeah, it did. We uh, we jumped out. We hit them with a hit them with a couple of things early on that we had had kind of uh, drawn up specially for them, and it worked out well for us on those. And we jumped out, and then right before half, we made a couple of bonehead mistakes, um, turned the ball over too much, things like that. Let them back in the game. Uh, they they got up on us and. We fought our way back in it and had a chance there at the end. Just couldn't quite get it done. Just, you know, a few too many mistakes in there. Now you have one more non-district game this week as you take on Waxahachie Life tonight, and this is a really good Waxahachie Life team. On the offensive side of the ball, they run the spread, but they spread you out where they can run the ball, don't they? Yeah, they do. They um, they have a lot of athletes on the field that they just try to get in space there. They um, they They spread to run, just like you just said. They uh they want to get downhill on you. Um, when they're not getting the downhill, they're gonna try to try to jet sweep you, find the edges, things of that nature. Um, just you know, a bunch of really athletic kids, some big old boys up front too, and they are a uh, they're a solid group. They've thrown up a lot of points this year, so we're um we're looking forward to maybe getting a little bit more healthy on our end, getting some kids back, and and being able to put together a good game here before we go into our district play. What about defensively for them? Yeah, they're a, they're a three four. Um, they're three four defense, odd front. We've seen a couple of seen a couple of evens here the last few weeks. So now going back to the odd, you know, is is a, a little change up for us. But we're an odd front defense ourselves, so we kind of see it every day in practice as well. Um, we're you know we're getting a little bit healthier on the offensive side of the ball as well. So looking forward to um, to being able to kind of get back to our roots a little bit this week and, and, and do what we do, you know, now that we're putting some of those pieces back together. ESPN Central Texas.
Make your trash disappear. Call your friends at Frontier. Frontier Waste Solutions is a locally owned and operated waste management company. We are Texas-based and Texas-proud. Frontier Waste offers roll-off dumpster rentals, commercial waste disposal, and residential garbage collection. At Frontier Waste, we will pick up your trash. Our equipment is well-maintained, and we have a great culture here where employees are taken care of, too. Call me for your municipal, commercial, and construction dumpster quotes today. Sabrina with Frontier, 254-855-6683. Or on our website, FrontierWaste.com. Great food and a hometown atmosphere is what customers love about Rocket Cafe. Popular breakfast choices are the Hungry Man Special. Two pancakes, two eggs, bacon, and hash browns. And the Rocket Breakfast Burritos, sausage, bacon, eggs, cheese, and potatoes. And daily lunch specials include free dessert. And check out the Rocket Burgers with their one-third pound fresh, never-frozen patties. Rocket Cafe is only open Friday nights for home games, and that night features their famous all-you-can-eat catfish special. A Robinson tradition, Rocket Cafe. Brazos Golf and Battery is locally owned battery sales specialist in Robinson. They carry new and refurbished auto, commercial, lawnmower, marine, RV, and power sport batteries. And at better prices than any of the national chains. Need your battery check? Visit Tommy. He'll do it for free. They also carry new and used golf carts, cart accessories, and do custom golf carts. Shop local. Brazos Golf and Battery on Highway 77 in Robinson. Look them up on Facebook or Google Brazos Golf and Battery. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. 8.55, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, we got the Valley Mills Coaches Show coming up in just a couple of minutes. That's going to do it for us. For Ward and Ryan, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Monday.